podcast. Danny Strabel here with Matt Allen and David Cohen. Uh, we've got a really unique podcast today to discuss uh, Florida Bastard Whiskey and uh, the uh, craft spirits of, of Florida and what these guys have going on down there. And so it's a real b- big pleasure here to speak with you guys to learn more about what you guys are, are doing with this. And um, yeah, so if you wouldn't mind just kind of quickly introducing yourselves, we'll just jump into it. Sure. Yeah, I'm Matt Allen with uh, Dark Door Spirits, and then also the treasurer of the Florida Craft Spirits Association. Yeah. And And I'm David Cohen from Manifest Distilling up in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, president of the Florida Craft Spirits Association. Okay. And so what got this whole idea started to create Florida Bastard Whiskey? Can you tell people who aren't familiar with it, tell a little bit about it, Um, Matt? Yeah, well, the... um, it was actually David's idea of, of a fundraising event for the associations. Maybe we get we get a, as many members as we can to contribute um, some whiskey, and we blend it up and and make make sure it tastes good, obviously, which it did, and uh, and just see what happens and, and roll with it. And the name kind of came around naturally. I, I, if you've been in Florida too long, you've heard uh, you know the Florida man stories and and things like that, and so that's what we kind of. <laughs> We kind of built it up off of that. Um, it was just a, it was a crazy fun project. Honestly, we, we had, I mean, we sampled at David's place. He can, he can tell you about that, but man, we had all kinds of whiskey from all these Florida distilleries. And we just, we just went to town trying to, trying to get a good blend. And so we did curate the blend. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of let David talk about how that all, all went down really. So. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, since we opened, we we had always just at Manifest wanted to do uh, something a la breaking and entering, you know, and we had talked about other, us just kind of privately going to other Florida distilleries and what if we did uh, kind of our own breaking and entering thing with Manifest. <laughs> and then this was an opportunity to do it on a much kind of cooler level where, you know, you have way more distilleries participating than, than a, than a release just like that. So that was originally kind of where the idea came from. And then this format came up with the association that I thought was a a great playground to get it going. And and like Matt said, you know, we, (laughs) we, the working title was Florida man. um, And we thought uh, we, we, we used a creative agency up here in Jacksonville uh, called Shepherd great group of guys, great designers. And we, we workshop different names, different concepts and um, uh, decided, you know, for the better of it, let's maybe not go with Florida man, but Florida bastards fun, you know, in, in true bastard form, you know, being from multiple different sources and, and, uh, and evolved from there. Uh, the, the tasting process, like <laughs> I mentioned was, it was interesting. I mean, how do you, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember, we ended up with eight, eight spirits, eight whiskeys in this. Um, I think, I think we may have had about 12 submissions. Um, and it was, how do you make 12 different liquids kind of come together? And obviously it, it's not going to work perfectly, which is why we ended up with eight instead of 12. Hmm. And they're not, it's, it's not like this was all bourbon or, or something like that. I mean, this was a variety of different whiskeys that we had to marry together into something that tasted good. So, yeah. So tell me about the process there. Like who was in, were you guys all doing the blending, um, together? Like how did you sort of put together? Like, we're going to take this 40% of this barrel and 10% of this, you know, part here. Like who, who, how did that process go? 
Did you have like a certain like uh, of something that you were actually going after as far as palettes, or was it truly bastard form, like just uh, throw it all together? Yeah, we 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 sampled everything, and you know, all the product was good for what it was. But then you, you know, I mean, you you drink a lot of whiskey too, so you can start to realize, okay, what's going to work together, and how how is this going to going to play well? And you get these different notes. And you're like, okay, this isn't this isn't going to be the predominant note in here, but this is definitely going to be ten or fifteen percent of the of the product. Um, and so that's really really how it went down. It was a uh, it was a process. I mean, it was a lot of pipettes and, and little uh, little tastings here and there, and and started measuring it out after that. After we got the first kind of round down of like, okay, what how, how what was it kind of kind of taste like, and then. I think after that, David really got into the fine tuning of of the exact measurements. You know, I think we we left that meeting with a rough idea of what we were going to do, um, and then kind of le- left it in David's hands to to fine tune it there. So. Yeah. So is that where everything got done? Then was that manifest? The the yeah since stuff? the since the yeah since the, since the festival was here this year, it made sense to kind of yeah. have everything shipped up here and produced up here. Um, I, I'd also add, you know, we we were certain distilleries can only give so much too. you know, we asked people, Hey, donate yeah. as much as you can. And that, that led into it. You know, we got 40 gallons from one guy and one gallon from another guy. It kind of, you know, we started with a baseline of, okay, if, if we use a hundred percent of what everybody can donate, what that looked like. And then, and then from there kind of started to play with flavors of how everything worked. Like Matt said, we had everything from, you know, we had American single malt. We had, um, straight moonshine we had you know a proper you know conventionally aged bourbons and rice we had barrel finished stuff so um it was it was a fun challenge yeah a lot of a lot of tib agreements being passed forth along each other (laughs) yes a lot of that right that's always the fun part oh that's interesting so then um in the future then um like so i guess go back talk about a little bit about the, the the craft spirits association in florida how many members are there that make whiskey in total or and, and guess craft distilleries in general and then kind of go off with how many distilleries there are that have actual their own product yeah we've got about 50 distilleries that are members of the florida craft spirits association okay. um of those Gosh, how many make whiskey? You think at this point, David? It's it's probably hard to pinpoint exactly because some are some are in really young phases where they're just you know a lot of them when they start out they offer rum and vodka or something like that while they're aging whiskey. So it's right. it's hard to pinpoint exactly how many are making whiskey. Like I said, we had about what did we have twelve? I think that had whiskey available for this at the yeah, time. I mean, I'd say I would say probably fifteen or less. Really. That, are, mm-hmm. that have a, a whiskey program, may, maybe 20, but but really 12 that had had something to at least contribute and uh, and had product that they enough product, you know, that they could send us something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And how long has the, the craft association been operating? Two years. Oh, so it's two years. This old. is our third. Well, this is our second year of membership. There was a, a very there was a previous version of a of a state association that was started um, probably seven, eight, nine years ago when there were fewer producers and it it the landscape 
has changed. The culture's changed a lot in those eight or nine years. I think anytime you start, uh, you have a fledgling industry, you're more likely to be somewhat competitive because you're, you're new and you know there's ego and 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 I, and I don't mean that in a bad way, sure. but everybody's proud of what they're doing. And and I think just really two years ago was probably the perfect time where there was enough of us and enough people that have been doing it for long enough that everybody was willing to realize, hey, we can be a huge asset to each other. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of what culminated. Um, I should say this is our second year of dues, but we started the concept about a year before that. And it took about a year to get off the ground. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, what's the overall general purpose of the association? Say there's a new distillery and, you know, they're looking to join. Like, what's the pitch there as to what, what the uh, association does? We, uh, you know, well, we promote Florida craft spirits. That's, that is at the end of the day, that's our, our job as the association is to, is to promote Florida craft spirits and, and help. We help lots of new distillers. They come in, they, they want to know, can you explain the laws in plain English? Right. I mean, liquor laws are extremely complicated and a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's, you know, that, that's one way we start is, you know, we'll, we'll explain kind of, kind of the laws in plain English, how this works. Um, get them introduced to, to vendors that we've all worked with and trusted. Um, you know, we've got a lot of associate members as well, as far as like bottle suppliers and, and label producers and cork, you know, corks and caps. Nice. So that's a valuable resource too, to someone starting out is you don't have to do all that legwork. A lot of it's been done by us who have been doing this for, for years now. And so we've got lists of vendors that we trust and we know. Um, so as a new distiller, that that's, substantial amount of help yeah. um and then promotion we have the florida craft spirits trail too we've got a distillery trail um there's 49 distilleries on the on the new trail we just released and so it, it drives traffic into your taste room and gift shop i mean we get we probably get a dozen or two people coming in just in dark door every week with a trail map and they're just looking to get a stamp and and see what we got and you know it's great because it exposes us to new people and typically they buy a bottle too while they're here, which is, you know, also great for us. So, yeah. um, no, but yeah, fantastic. and then camaraderie, I mean, we, we talk all the time now we, we start to have more of these, these group sessions. We've got a, we've got a virtual happy hour once a month. We do at the distilleries. Like we, we have a good time. I mean, Man, that's awesome. I mean, I tell you what, though, guys, that's that's a. I don't know if you've if how familiar you are with other states and how they operate, but this uh, this camaraderie, this uh, working together. I think Matt, we talked about this last time on the podcast a little bit, but um, yeah. it's not like that everywhere. Um, unfortunately, it's this you against me type of mentality, and it just doesn't you know progress the whole entire spirit forward. Um, and so what your guys are doing is great. I think that's awesome. And, uh, and it sounds like it's a good group of guys to, to, to do this stuff with and girls, yeah. I guess. I don't when know. There could be when girls it came there. To this project. Yeah. We, we, we pitched out there, David proposed it and we're like, listen, if, if you can donate some whiskey, this will just be a fundraiser. Like all the money, all the sales of Florida bastard goes back to the association. It's not, not benefiting any one distillery. It's strictly to continue to promote craft spirits um yeah so yeah no that's fantastic um and so when that being said then florida bastard got me how many bottles did you guys end up with 
We did right around yeah. 900 bottles. Nice. Um, that That's kind of what the juice yielded. And, and we, we actually ended up with a, a little bit more, about 30 plus gallons overage from that, uh, which Matt alluded to earlier, I think. But we, we put all that, that blend, we put that back into a barrel. And we just said, hey, let's, let's put it away. Let's forget about it. Let's see what it does when it hangs out for a year. Um, even if we do rum next year, I think that there's a there's always the potential of doing, um, you know, a real limited release if this if something this turns out cool. Uh, but we we ended up with a pretty good amount of product from this first run. So, and this is sort of just my curiosity. With you kind of mentioned Matt about the complications of the laws and stuff like that. How does that work when you create a new label? like this like do you need to have your own license like does, does it have its own license under like a florida craft spirits association like when you're doing all that stuff and selling it through or how does that how does how did you guys do that does that make sense yeah and we we operated this just like a, a traditional non-stiller producer would so florida craft spirits association owns the the brand mark or the label mark gotcha manifest distilling was the was the bottler blender of record so we you know manifest took on the liability for the excise tax and we're warehousing everything and then as it gets shipped out as you know if it goes through if it goes through your audience your community some other distributor some other online retailer you know we just we ship it out on their that. behalf yeah. um so it didn't we you know we we relied on our own all of our own licenses that's to cool kind of carry it that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's great. And so, like, the Florida Craft Spirits Association would have filed the cola and stuff like that. I mean, right? That's kind of what you're getting at. Well, actually, we, we manifest filed it. Like okay. when we do contract work, manifest usually files on behalf of gotcha. you know, if our especially if our names in the bottler statement. If it's not another licensed producer, the liabilities on us, anyways. Yeah. In, in terms of getting the, the the labels correct, so manifest in this instance did did the filing. That's cool. But I don't mean to get, like I mentioned, it doesn't, I'm just kind of curious about those things. And a lot of distillers listen to this podcast too. I saw that's Matt before, you know, so like kind of understanding sort of those things is sort of, gosh, it's just crazy important, even though it's kind of boring sometimes, but it's, uh, it's just sort of some interest of me. Um, but that's really neat. That's really neat. So what, tell me about it. It turned out pretty well, or is it receiving really well? Yeah. People like it. Yeah. It turned out, turned out great. We, we love it. Everyone who's who's gotten bottles has liked it. Um, yeah, it's. A, I I know we sent you one. You haven't got it yet, but I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. It's yeah. But it, it's cool because it's it's just whiskey, right? Like it's not. It doesn't fall into a category. So it it is unique. Like when you first try it, you're like, okay, this is this is all familiar, but I've never really had it like this before. Um, is probably the best way to describe it. It it's it's really good. I mean, you know, and it's it was predominantly it's predominantly a bourbon blend. I mean, it's you know, the, just the volumes of what Perfect. we got. Most people produce bourbon, so it's yeah. um. I don't have. I can pull it up real quick. I, I believe it's it is over fifty percent bourbon. Um, and we just elected to proof it down a little bit because um we wanted to make it we wanted to make it slightly more accessible. Also, it it you know different things work in different proofs, and um it didn't it. It was just better at a lower proof, which isn't always the case, right? Typically, when you proof stuff down, if it's flawed, that's, well, that's when your flaws come out. Sure. Um, and but this drink really, it's smooth. It's incredibly smooth. Um, here, I'm going to tell you. It looks like that's. Let's see here. 
trying to see. Here it is. I got it up in front of me now too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, da, da, da. well, I guess it doesn't say the, uh, the mash bills, but I've got the age that you sent me the, uh, you sent me the percentage of blend and the, the fill yeah. dates or whatever, but it looks like I'm doing the quick math. That was all bourbon. That was bourbon. So like 76% of it's bourbon. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. And then, uh, and then we've got another 17, let's see, 18, 19% was rye. And then um, some kind of obscure ones. I can tell you the mash bills too. Let me go back over here. Yeah, it sounds like a bourbon mash bill. Yeah, it is mostly right. And then there was uh, I can't find all of it. And I see you manifest um, did the the X maple syrup cask. Yeah, that added. I bet that added some nice flavor. It did. It did. And that was one of those, uh, that was one of those, like, you know, um, we had a couple barrels of that and we did it. Didn't know what we were going to do with it. Turned out really good. Still didn't know what we were going to do with it. And we're like, this is a perfect project for this. <laughs> right. It's, it's a bastard at the end of the day to toss the stuff in there. It's really yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's funny, like I, this would be a fun, like distiller stories. I would be curious how many, distilleries have their own bastards you know like what what if you release like a bastard series and it was basically you know every distiller releasing that product that was kind of an accident they put you know a couple bags of the wrong grain in and forgot and didn't realize it and then what do you do with it right it's now it's it falls out of definition in a lot of cases um we certainly have a couple of those where it's like crap i can't call this anything everybody I, I does just, this isn't even whiskey anymore. What do we do with this? It's yep. cool. It's delicious, but yep. Uh, no, every distillery I go to, they've got those out there. They have two or three barrels yep. that are like, ah, oh, we're not really sure to do with this yet. We'll blend it someday when the time's right. But <laughs> they might sit, they might sit there for ten years doing nothing and just going to the angels. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, Matt. Were you going to say something? No, no, I was just, just. Thinking about that myself, what we got in here and all the, yeah, yeah. So, in the future, you're going to do maybe a little rum, a rum cask, maybe some barrel finishes. It sounds like you could go all over the place with this, especially with, um, with how much, uh, you know, more distilleries that get on board, um, to do this stuff. Maybe they've got some stuff hanging around that would be kind of that, that's that's really neat, especially with just how much value you're adding to some of these new distilleries. Like you said, like, man, I'm, oh, yeah, we're doing some of that stuff now with Barrel Global. And it's um, with the bottlings and when someone buys a barrel and how to transfer that and every single state's a different country, you know. And so it's, it's man, like having a resource for someone who wants to get into that space is just sort of um, hard to put a price tag on that because of just how much, you know, there is to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, um, well, great. I mean, so we're, um, we're going to be partnering with you guys to help sell some of this stuff on the website. Um, can I get into that portion of it? So, um, we can, we're going to have two different places, the drinkwithus.com website and then rackhousewhiskeyclub.com bottle shop that will feature the Florida bastard, uh, bottle on there to get some people, uh, have a resource for people to go to, to purchase it. Um, anything you wanted to say on that portion of it? No, we, we really appreciate the partnership and, yeah, like we said, it's a it's a it's a charity project, right? The proceeds are going back to to the association. So, 
and it'll just continue to get get bigger and better. I mean, it's it's a collector's item, one of a kind, one and done. We we could never recreate this, even if we wanted to. So yeah, yeah. buy two bottles, I guess, <laughs> one to what? drink and one to, one to hold on to. And I, you know, also I'll add to that. You know, we we are a we are a nonprofit, registered nonprofit, and I think, but you know, my, I know one of my questions if I'm listening to this is, you know, okay, you're a nonprofit of distilleries, so what's the you know, what's, why is that, you know, why should I feel good about it? And I think, you know, the, the big thing about, um, I think the biggest angle here is that we're all small businesses, you know, we're all locally owned. Um, and so a, a lot of our money is going towards, um, just education, educating the consumer that, you know, what we do, what craft spirit producers do, what your local distillers do, and, and then obviously advocating for ourselves, um, at the state and federal level. So, and oftentimes, you know, we go up against much larger companies and, and firms, whether it's, you know, whether it's retailers or other large beer people who have very different priorities than, than we will. Yeah. We do. Um, and and we, we've we managed over the past, you know, 10 plus years in our state to play very well in the sandbox. And yeah. But we have to look out for ourselves. We have to look out for what we're doing. So a lot of our, you know, our funds are really focused towards, towards that effort. That's fantastic. No, I love that. Well, um, I look forward to the next year release as well as they come through there. I don't know if you, you guys have probably already started tossing out ideas as fun as this one was for you. I'm sure there's all sorts of things that you can do. Um, we can dive into that later on time. Maybe it's a secret, but um, that, you know that sounds fantastic. Any way we can help, um, that would be fantastic. Glad that you guys were able to get on the podcast and, um, and do this. And then maybe, David, sometime we can get Rackhouse uh, down there as well and feature you guys uh, and your guys' story. I'd love to hear more about that as well. Yeah, Danny, we'd be happy to have a conversation. Have you guys down? We're doing um, we're doing some really neat stuff down here. We, from a whiskey standpoint, we focus a lot on rye whiskey. That's kind of our angle and has been from the beginning. So uh, we 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 gladly have you out. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. Perfect. Well, again, thanks, guys, and we're going to RackhouseWhiskeyClub.com or DrinkWithUs.com to purchase. Uh, some Florida bastard and, um, and then keep looking out for the future for the other releases to help the Florida craft whiskey, uh, the Florida craft spirits association, I should say, not whiskey. I'm in the whiskey space. It always goes there. Florida craft spirits association. Do you guys have a website by the way? Is it just what it is? Florida craft, Florida, Florida craft spirits.org. Okay. All right. Well, we will make sure to promote that as well then. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot guys. Any last, any last comments on, uh, on this then? Not for me. I just uh, thanks again. Thanks for having us. Thanks for supporting it. Um, helping tell our story. Yeah, of course. Yeah, appreciate the support. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, guys. Bye.